Hey everybody, welcome to another edition slash webisode slash episode slash saga of the Creative Imbalance Podcast. I am your host, Sean Siriani, and we are broadcasting live. Well, not really live. This is pre-recorded at the Girth Radio Studio, and today we got some great guests. They go by the names of Patty and Rob. Patty and Rob, they're a comedy duo. They've uh, got their roots in sketch comedy, and they also make incredible songs. And I've actually, the first time I caught them was at a music night, and I wasn't expecting to see any comedy. And they opened up, and they just completely floored the room. Fucking hilarious. They kind of remind me of uh, a Tenacious D, but uh, maybe about 20 years younger. And we're going to hear their story, talk about writing and how they met, and uh, yeah, just uh, some upcoming stuff they have going on. If you want to check them out live, they are performing this Wednesday, July 26th at Comedy Bar in Toronto, Ontario. I believe it's saying the show starts at 7.45 and they are headlining it, and it's going to be fucking awesome. And before we get into that interview, I just want to share a little experience I had today. I don't usually do these little monologues at the beginning of this show because I just don't want to rip off uh, Mark Maron's podcast and shit. But uh, yeah, I just had an interesting day and I thought I'd talk about it for exactly one to two minutes. I live in Toronto, just a mini Chinatown type area. And all of a sudden, over the past months, a bunch of weed stores and clinics kept popping up in my neighborhood. There's literally four of them in like a three block radius and like a couple of them are like beside each other and across the street and I just was so curious what's going on with this and uh if you know me personally like I'm not like a weed connoisseur I uh I smoke occasionally but it's like I have I'm lacking a lot of knowledge like I used to smoke a lot in high school and then as I got older I, I don't know just like some anxieties start kicking in when I smoke, so I stopped, like, doing it, and, uh, I pretty much just, it's been, like, a thing, like, every couple months, like, I'd be, like, just doing some videography work with some rappers or something, and I'd blaze up with them just as a social thing, but it's not, like, my daily thing, but with all these stores popping up in my neighborhood, I just felt super curious, and, uh, I walked in to ask a few questions, Thinking there's a big process that you have to get your license, you probably have to see your doctor, you have to come up with some medical condition, like just make up something like you're you're an insomniac or, or you have anxiety. But um, I walked in and I told them it was my first time there and a girl asked me for my ID. She grabbed my ID because you must be 19 plus to enter one of these establ- these fine establishments. <laughs> and then she just threw me a form and it literally took me about one minute to fill out. And by the time I was like handing it back, she, uh, she said, okay, like you're in the system. It's cash only <laughs> and and thinking I was I was just going to come in and just ask a couple questions to feed my curiosity within three to five minutes. I was out of there with two bags of weed. <laughs> I don't even know like technical shit. When I walked up to the, the main counter, they were like, oh, do you want an indica or a sativa? And I was like, I don't know. And, uh, and they're like, why don't you uh, have one of each? So I'm like sure why not just winging it and they had a bunch of funky names there was like some name after pokemon and a bunch of random shit and i ended up getting it my indica was a dark knight like batman and the sativa i got was called moby dick and i have like i said i have no education in weed strands or strains or however you say it but uh i just Pick the ones with the coolest names. So um, I'm going to mix those two together in a little concoction I call Bat Dick. And (laughs) as I edit this episode, (laughs) I'm going to come back later (laughs) and tell you all strung out on that Bat Dick and tell you how it it went, okay? Anywho, I didn't mean to go on a big tangent, but that's been my day. Um, I got some blunt paper. I'm going to be rolling that 
bat dick and <laughs> smoking that bat dick. And yeah, I'm just gonna stop rambling now. We're gonna send this one right at you, Patty and Rob. Let's go. <laughs> Live from Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio. But so, we're with Patty and Rob. Hello. How's it going? Yes. (laughs) Podcast listeners. Yes. Hello out there. We are in your ears. (laughs) In your fucking ear hole. And in your hearts. Yes. Hopefully. So how, how did you guys meet? That's a long... Story. It's a long, boring story. Here it goes. No, yeah, no. let's go. <laughs> no, 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 this it's, is it's... part one of our five-part series. Yeah. The history of Patty and Rob. They're the regular. It's Sixteen though. hours. That, that's the whole podcast. This is just going to be how we met. That's it. Uh, uh, so me and Rob are from a small town in Nova Scotia called Antigonish. Uh, we met in junior high uh, at a uh, in our. Uh, we were, like, we were in the same class. We were in the same class. So and you guys go way back, man. We've known yeah. each other for about 15 years yeah. now. Yeah. And uh, back in those days, we were in a band. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I was playing the bass, and Rob was the lead singer. Slap of the bass. Slap of the bass. Called, right. uh, the band was called The Stacked Mattresses. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, we were really ahead of our time. We were, <laughs> I mean, for, as far as garage bands go in a small town, yeah, I mean, and we... <laughs> As far as like you know how shitty music is nowadays, we were shitty before it was cool. Um, <laughs> and, and you know what? we were I grunge like, before grunge. I, no, no, no. <laughs> I, actually, I was thinking about this the other day, like because like I was just talking to my buddy James Arsenal, and he was talking about like they just released his comedy band just released like a an eighties cover album, and they do that and they have so much fun with it and they're fucking great at it. And he was like saying to, and I was also thinking of it for ourselves. Um, it's like you guys maybe should do some covers, like take a song that you like, kind of maybe like a cheesy song, something that's like funny enough, but something that you like that people enjoy, and do it like that. And I was thinking about our 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 band that we had in um, junior high and high school, and I was thinking about like, oh yeah, like what songs did we cover? And it's just like. <laughs> There wasn't like much variety, really. When you look back, it's like we did we did like three White Stripes songs, oh, three nice. Stroke songs, because that was like we the had music a we liked, song so in there. Yeah, ah, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Island That's of right. the Sun, I think, was our first. That's song. right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I remember that because I was so f. It was the eighth grade talent I think, show. I think we practiced it one song for, for like it was three like months. Months. <laughs> like months of practice, and then, and then we played the show, and we were like, I guess that's it. And it was like the Beatles had broken up or something like that. Um, yeah, but, uh, so, so the band thing kind of like fizzled out when we got to high school and then me and Rob, uh, like our last year of high school started like hosting shows as like a team and doing like sketch work. And then we kind of like went off to our own universities and then I moved to Toronto and then, well, before that we did do a sketch show. Oh, that's right. Sorry, I skipped, at, I, I skipped over that part. At a summer um, theater festival in Antigonish. Um, it was just held like where uh, St. Francis Xavier University is in, in Antigonish. And so we did that with a buddy of ours, Brendan Ahern, who was like, you know, we were always pretty much writing stuff together. And he's a fantastic writer. He's a really good, uh, he's a great writer, yeah. actually. Cool. He's still and, writing stuff today. And anyway, nice. yeah. yeah. So, but to catch up to where you were yeah patty moved to toronto and even when we even before you did when we were in university we would always like call each other and be like hey i thought of this funny idea yeah and just be like huh, wouldn't that be funny be like yeah yeah that would be great <laughs> and it's just like but we're not yeah. around each other we're both, he was in new brunswick and i was in halifax oh was wow in new brunswick. yeah so yeah. you guys but you were still kind of like the duo mentally with your comedy artistic we, career like. yeah we were like we first and foremost we just liked hanging out and we just like yeah. shooting the sh- the shit we can say shit right yeah you can say um, shit fuck cunt whatever awesome you want. all right <laughs> it's, it's get all ready good here. for 
five hours of cunts. Yeah. <laughs> That's the title of this podcast. Yeah, five w- hours of cunts. Five hours of cunts. <laughs> Bring them um, in. It's a morning show. <laughs> it's <laughs> like a cunt review. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but... <laughs> well, that's a lovely cunt right up there. Yeah. Uh, no, we uh, more, more than anything, we just we we just like hanging out, drinking beer, and talking uh, movies, and making you know making jokes. Yeah, watching movies and drinking beer, and really like like yeah, making jokes about movies, and also like criticizing movies. Not not in a negative way. It's weird how criticize has such a negative connotation, but yeah, like really yeah. just like breaking shit down and just nerding out about like, yeah. hey man, like you know, Sin City is one of the best, you know, blah blah blah, like comic mm-hmm. movies and going on like that, and also just make making each other laugh. Some sometimes even making other people laugh. <laughs> that's, that's you. What, no, you guys do that very well. well that, that's, <laughs> that's that's the thing. So that was kind of a turning point when we were just like, oh, this we can actually make other people like when i found out i could do like we could do that but we could do that separately and together that was like a oh we should give this a shot yeah yeah so um we were in halifax for a chunk of time and we we like we did plays together and and, and in university just yeah like we were always involved in theater and stuff like oh that. yeah so we, we were always we both went to school for theater even if we were performing together we were performing doing something i was you know Outside of university, doing stand up and stuff like that, yeah, and I, I was nice I was just and, doing shows, yeah, and I was in plays and, as well. And so. uh, I did stand up for a bit, but I stopped because I was terrible at it. <laughs> um, and it's uh, tough. well, I just, it's just, I seriously, when I would do stand up, like there was confusion on people's faces. It that's, was a, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, it was funny. Sometimes I love those type of yeah. Sets. It was just like, wow, he's. So he's he's really honest. Um, it was just too, it was too honest. Yeah. Um, I don't want to know any of that. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I moved to Toronto about six years ago, and then I got uh, I, I got into a sketch troupe called Touch My Stereotype, which is no longer a sketch troupe, but they were fantastic. Uh, the 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 creator producer. Uh, the, the the head of Touch My Stereotype was a, a lovely, lovely, uh, talented uh, comedian named Chantel Renee, and uh, so I was in the f- like the third iteration of Touch My Stereotype or the second iteration of Touch My Stereotype, and I was just I was just like a band. It's like some of these sketch troops they people are coming in and out and in and out, and you know, and mm-hmm. they keep the name because it's like, well, why not? Because well, because so- she was still there and she was the person, and there was a couple of original members, but I was I auditioned, I got in as just an actor. And I was like writing a couple sketches, and then that iteration kind of just disbanded. And then we decided to start again. And I was going to be the, I became the head writer. Where oh, I was cool! Like, yeah, yeah. So I I wrote and kind of edited a lot of the sketches. And Rob decided to move to Toronto about two years after I moved. So this was when Touch My Stereotype was auditioning new people, and I was like, oh, let's bring in Rob. Uh, he's super funny and it'll be great and we had this huge group of people there was 11 of us oh wow yeah yeah. and it was like we, we were like so, a comedy symphony it, yeah. well the idea like before we really started having I think even before like our first meeting with that like 11 people it was kind of like I think it might have even been Patty who said like it's gonna be like Saturday Night Live like there's gonna be so many people which which of course is a, a beautiful thing which is great because you have like oh for this sketch oh you know it'd be great this person because it's like yeah now it's just the two of us but that's also good because you put yourself in a box you put paint yourself in a corner and you're like okay well what can i do here Mm -hmm. you know and that challenges you and i like that too but of course pros and cons with that many people you're kind of like oh this person can't come this week Oh, that person doesn't write any sketches. Oh, you're slowly finding out. I'm not going to name any names. You almost did, though. Almost. No, man. Yeah, I almost. Don't, I'm Everyone so in that group were, were, were very sweet, great people. Yeah. Uh, and but we had a great time. Just some yeah. comedy. It wasn't anything personal. It no, was just yeah, some comedy like, just didn't jive with other people. But that's why you do those things because you're yeah. like, oh, okay, and then. Yeah, and you can even way. like find yourself by doing a sketch that goes wrong, I guess, yeah, too. And yeah, like, yeah. be and like, yo, that style's not for me. It's, it's like, like, like how you talked about stand up and like Yeah, like, absolutely. It's also hard, like it's even hard I mean, even as, as close as we are, like it can be hard to tell somebody, uh, when you're doing something and your friends and be like, you know what, I don't think that's funny. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? To just tell like even though it's not personal, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to do that and it can be hard to take that too because i know i definitely in that troop for sure i feel like i have gotten better but i was like i remember times where i was kind of defensive 
where people would be like, well, you know, I think this. And I'm like, no, you guys didn't read it right. You yeah, know, yeah, because like, you're so passionate head, about your yeah, idea. In my yeah, head, yeah. it was perfect. You guys, you fucked it up when you did the reading. Yeah, like, and you, you reading. fucked up when you didn't laugh, yeah. okay? <laughs> <laughs> and you fucked up when you wrote it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's... it's, it's it, it, with more people, you, you get a little bit more attention, and that's just the way life is in any situation. Yeah, true. So when Touch My Stereotype, uh, that iteration finally was just like, you know what? We've had a good little... We did, like, two reviews of, like, about hour-long reviews, and we did, like, Montreal Sketch Fest. We did all this stuff. And then it just kind of, like, it just kind of ended, and that was cool. And uh, then me and Rob just decided... I, I don't even quite remember how we I, ended I, up, but we were I just think, like, let's just start doing two-person sketch. I, I think before we uh, touched my stereotype ended, Patty was like, I keep thinking of two-handed, two-hander sketches. That's right. And he was like, do, would you want to do that? And I'm like, yeah, totally. And then like some time would go by, and he'd be like, hey, I keep thinking of two-hander sketches. You want to do? I'm like, yes, yes, please. <laughs> and then a, a buddy of ours, okay, this really talented dude, really funny guy, ta- talented in more ways than one great writer Luis Fernandez this group I mean there's so many people involved with this group too because this theater is the building is not a theater anymore it was unit 102 theater and they had a a sketch show sketchy as fuck yeah and they had their own sketch troupe and so they would have like you know you you, that theater was great because sometimes you'd have music I mean you'd have Shakespeare, you know, I mean, it's a theater. You'd have all those different original things. works. Like Lewis wrote plays, yeah, and oh, does cool. still write plays. Well, I, 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 I know he's still writing tons. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and they did this sketch show, and so that was like we did our the us just performing together, and you know, I mean, <laughs> at the risk, of, but but this is what it deals with. It's like it, it's it's self indulgent. But it's like it means the world, even if like one person is just like, "Hey, I thought that was really funny." It's yeah. like, "Oh my god, thank you." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's so like, true. Yeah, like I yeah. know it sounds ridiculous, it, but it, that's it, what you're doing. It, it, it for. was, it was like that. Those like you know, one hundred two shows were like us figuring it out and figuring out like what what we wanted it to be, and like we're still doing that admittedly but uh like now we kind of have a base of like who we are as a sketch group as patty and rob uh but like yeah i i those 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 first few shows were interesting because we had sketches that just didn't land Mm -hmm. like at all like i remember one time we had this sketch where it was um you know in the wizard of oz when they go to the emerald city and there are those guys who are working on the Tin Man, Dorothy. The and they sing the song. They like, sing, scrub, 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 yeah, scrub, 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 I love how you guys did that in time, too. <laughs> yeah, well. You guys are so I, connected. I, it's yeah, like a team. So. Like. Uh, but so, so we thought it would be really funny if you open the scene... But these guys are just like shoe shiners. <laughs> yeah. Like like that's what the job is, but it's way more intense. And <laughs> they're just complaining about their job. Like we had to cut the nails of a lion today. Like, that's not okay. <laughs> we thought that was super funny. I think it's kind of funny. It's a too. funny yeah. premise. It's a yeah, funny... It, like, also, I mean, you I mean, you perform a sketch even one, two, ten times. I mean, really, you can... It's it's true. It's like stand-up. I mean, I, stand-ups, like, they do the same material for years because you just... You, you never know, yeah. like, what group is, you know. So it, it's kind of mm-hmm. foolish. Well, it's not foolish, but it's... You wonder, like... What's the limit of uh, overanalyzing? Like, well, how did it go tonight? It's like, did did we suck tonight, or did the audience were they not into it? Or sometimes it's like with our music sketches, it's like, oh, we're playing music. Sometimes mm-hmm. we can't hear the laughs or something like that. And yeah. and then other times we were just like, oh my god, that was so much fun. And you maybe yeah. have a really great audience. And you're like, everybody should be like that. That's <laughs> the craziest shit about comedy too. Like, because. Like what's funny is so subjective, and like yeah. I haven't gone to the extent of of you guys with like a comedy career or whatever, but I've like done some open <laughs> mics and yeah. <laughs> but, We're still working it, but you guys are still killing it too. Like I've I've seen you guys rock a set and it was fucking fantastic. Oh, but it's like I've noticed like sometimes I'd say something and one night it'd be like 
the audience is dying and then you do the same joke the following week and then there's just like an old woman in the front just shaking her head and like the rest is like silent and you want funny yeah (laughs) (laughs) like a curse on you or something yeah and then like i'm not like conditioned enough to like just turn it around and make that into like a moment i i found like i've had like an experience where it's like in my brain, I'm just like, oh, shit, no. What am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> I just yeah, start yeah. panicking inside, yeah. and, like, you want to fix it, but you're like, no, my material's going to be like this for another five minutes. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, like, some people can bomb, like, gracefully. I think if you're a mm-hmm. pro, you bomb gracefully. Or yeah. I think another way to do it is you power through it. And, of course, sometimes that doesn't mean it's like, oh, you have a great set. It just means you went up there, you did your fucking thing, mm-hmm. and... That's and just, that. like, preparation, like, I'm not a fan of just, like, hey, let's just go up there and we'll feel it out. Like, we rehearse quite a bit. Yeah. And, you know, we we work all, uh, really hard on what we do. And if we go up there and someone, like, I, I know the difference between us, like, not being prepared and and not people aren't feeling the comedy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so we, we could, like, we, we'll be really tight but they're just not picking up on the jokes and that's fine mm-hmm. but i i can live with that i just can't live with like uh being underprepared yeah or something, you know just what I mean? like so, super like, super you know, sloppy like, I, I, I don't know about you but like when i perform i get these like hardcore butterflies yeah yeah like super super nervous and my dad is always like, that's just your body telling you you're ready. And I'm like, why does my body want me to shit all the time? <laughs> <laughs> what is with, why do I have to shit all the time before I go on stage? Like, I could, I, I'm just like, everything's getting out of me. Um, and they're amazing. doing it on stage. It's way yeah. better. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, like when I have that, I know that's when I'm like, I, I'm good to go. Because my adrenaline's pumping. And I know I'm going to be super focused. And I think Rob's the same. Like, well, I don't know. Rob's. We we kind of have two different like ways of getting ready before we go on stage. But uh, but when I don't have that and I'm loose, I'm like, um, I know it's not gonna. I know I'm not gonna be like on point. Yeah. You do you feel I mean? like there's like a point of like feeling too confident and then you get like a too little, loose a bit? And yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it depends. I it's it's so again like to the like over analyzation of it. It's like it could go. Either which way, it's so, it's a spider web. But just like, anything can happen, and sometimes it's like I think with performers, everyone's trying to crack this code of like, oh, so that's what you have to do to have a fucking good set or something. Mm-hmm. And it gets to the point where it's almost like superstitious, or it's just like you have to make sure you mm, do that, like make yeah. sure you. Uh, oh, if you didn't do that, then you know, blah blah blah. It's like it's like talking to. Um, Talking to your guy friends about girls. Just be like, oh, dude. Or actually talking to even girls about it. Be like, oh, well, they like this and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you're generalizing it. You're generalizing it. Everybody is different. Every audience member is different. Every comedian is different. It's just like, it's do do what you think is right. And, you know, if you have a... <laughs> yeah. Have you, you might have a great fucking set. You might have a mediocre set. You might have a shitty set. And I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, whatever it. happens is going to happen. And ultimately, yeah. like... You love doing, you love doing, like, we love doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, like, the alternative, sorry. Well, like, I'm just going to say, like, that's what it is. Like, uh, we're not doing this for our health, and we're not doing this for the hundreds of thousands of dollars we make. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doing sketch, doing no, sketch comedy the, in Toronto. No, the we millions because, are like, a second it, to like, your heart. This is like our, I think a guy did give us 10 bucks the other day. Yeah, yeah. it's true. And I promptly spent it because I thought he also gave Rob $10. Uh, I, owe, no. I, owe, I, I owe Rob $5. Um, anyways, uh, you know, but we, we do it because this is like a, a hardcore passion. Like what we grew up on is sketch comedy like in the 90s and early 2000s like there was uh just a plethora of really good sketch shows uh not just Saturday Night Live which of course is like the ultimate but like like Kids in the Hall oh yeah yeah uh, and CTV that TV uh and there was even like uh what was that one there was even some for kids that were Mm -hmm. like all that was I didn't get that channel but I remember being in the states one time and we turned that on and I was just like 
I wish I was doing this now. Like, I was like 10 years old. I was like, how do, how do you get on that show? Like, as a kid. Be you know American, I mean? yeah. be in LA. That's, yeah, that's yeah, how you yeah. do it. Have parents Have who parents don't love you. No, who no. hate you. Yeah. <laughs> this was even like past my time. I was older and I just like went to my. Uh, my uncle's house and my little cousin, she was watching like one of the kids' channel, like Nickelodeon or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There was a show called The Amanda Show. Amanda was, Bond Yeah, show. before right. Amanda right. went like crazy. <laughs> yeah. And my little sister used to watch yeah. that before and she the- asked Drake to murder her vagina. Yes. What? I forgot what? about what that. Yeah. That was like, what? that was big news like four or five years ago. Yeah. I never yeah. It's that? weird that I remember that. Yeah. But she tweeted, like, oh my I God. want Drake I kn- to murder my pussy, is what she. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And she like recently. Oh, this is why. Because she recently did it like an interview that I I heard through another podcast, and she was just like, they were like, so you asked Drake to murder your pussy on Twitter. What was that about? And she was just like, I was high, but I really do want to have sex with him. <laughs> like that's what she said. It was anyway. Sorry, you were saying. And then Drake oh, maybe was just like, I really like she's the man. You know, yeah. <laughs> there's a connection there. But I even remembered there was an outrage, and I couldn't remember until you said that too. I'm like, before she went crazy, yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, the murder pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I think what I, I was a pussy murderer. Yeah. <laughs> what I, what was I gonna, what I was gonna say was like I just like. Walked in. My cousin was watching the show that was not for my demographic. It was for like a younger like yeah, yeah, audience. Yeah, yeah. But like seeing them do the sketches and stuff, mm-hmm. and like how it was like I was breaking down in my brain how it was like people took the time to write this and stuff. I'm like yeah. I like appreciate it yeah, for like course. a good like twenty minutes or however long I sat yeah, there. And with, absolutely, like yeah. it's it it's great for kids because you're you're discovering like oh i really like that <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. i mean like i really like oh i see those kids performing i i really like that i feel like i could do something like that or you know it's like when you watch cartoons i mean like it's <laughs> that's how you learn comedy i think like, yeah when yeah you're a kid you'll watch looney tunes and you're yeah. like oh i get it like, i feel like i f- that was another thing the 90s were really great yeah. at was oh my cartoons God. talk about that forever cartoons in the 90s I, I, they I weren't mean, watered down like well, the, you know, animaniacs was, yeah. oh, oh one that was fucked up was ren and stimpy and i love oh that yeah show. me too it that's was probably like, why it was like not for kids yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was on a kid's show and like your parents would see on you like watching season. like a cartoon and they'd weren't paying attention or right, whatever and right. they didn't know what was they, they fucking o- going on they only knew um simpsons for some people it was kind of like oh that's a show for adults and <clears throat> beavis and butthead yeah yeah i used to like one. stay up super late and then i turned the sound down because <laughs> yeah, yeah, i wasn't yeah. like allowed yeah, to watch totally. <laughs> but if you like totally. close yeah. to the tv just like laughing and yeah like, totally yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the youngest of five kids so like by the time i came around they didn't give a fuck mm-hmm. but uh like that was like I just remember the cartoons in the 90s were awesome. And I don't think it's nostalgia. I really don't. Because I recently watched some stuff from the 80s. Like mm-hmm. uh, the Ghostbusters and He-Man. Like they added them to Netflix recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're garbage. Okay, They wait, are terrible shows. Like, <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, they are. Okay, listen, listen. <laughs> I understand how the real Ghostbusters... I, I completely understand how, how you think that. And I think I even agree with you that... Um, you know, it's just like, it was the same thing. It was kind of like Ninja Turtles where it's like, oh, they'd get to the climax and then the song would play and they'd save the day. So that was like, I see what you're saying. Right. But He-Man, one thing, I, I just have to sh- shout out to Masters of the Universe. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> have the, the power right at now. The, at you, the you end. You got to call out MTU. MTU. Got to call out the MTU. But um, at the end of the episode, they would always be like, and this is what happened today and stuff like that. And I just thought that was nice for Look, kids. it's fine. It's fine, but what I'm my point is <laughs> the '90s. There was substance, and I really, I mean, it's 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 a credit to The Simpsons because people, I think, The Simpsons was the first cartoon that were like, we could get smart with the writing, and we can aim it to adults and kids, and they're both going to have a great time watching it. So it wasn't just Animaniacs, but you like look at Batman the Animated Series. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, that was crazy. Uh, like, even like even like weirder ones like Gargoyles. Yeah. That was a fucking awesome cartoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
I, I just I was just thinking X-Men about the other day. Uh, X Men was cool. Um, yeah. God, uh, Daria. I, mean, I like the Spider Man nineties. There's like so oh yeah, many that's now. so sick but too. The one that came, I think it was 1996 or maybe ninety four. Yeah, yeah, like the, the Joe Perry. Movie. Joe Perry did the uh, yeah, did that's the opening, right. Did the yeah, opening uh, the theme. talk box. That's right. That's yeah, Spider Man. Awesome, Mark Hamill <laughs> did the voice of the Hobgoblin, and it's like and Joker on uh, Batman yeah, animated. Yeah, exactly. he's just like it's so. That was just a voice that he did, and then it's now like the most in many people's eyes, the best Joker is Mark Hamill. Like, and I I tend to agree with him. Yeah, in terms of like multimedia, long-lasting, he is the best Joker. I don't think anybody can argue that. That's oh, yeah. that's really funny that we're talking about this right now because yeah. like I was at work on just like my break and like. I wasn't even in this conversation, but this one girl was talking about like how when she reads things, she hears different voices, and she, she reads comic books, and she's like, every time there's a Joker, it's Mark Hamill. Of course, of course, so that of was course. just like Absolutely. a combo I heard this afternoon, and yeah. I, just I, I, I hear 100%. his voice. Yeah, yeah. I read uh, yeah. A, a Batman comic book, and yeah. the Joker's in, and Kevin Conroy for Batman. Absolutely. Yeah, he was good. Fuck. <laughs> now I just want to binge watch all that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was great. It's so great. Um, how do we get on this stuff? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We were talking about oh the stuff yeah. we grew up on. Just just like how blah, 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 cartoons blah, blah. were were kind of also uh, yeah. very influential. And in, you mentioned in it kind of like yeah got us into like knowing what comedy is. Like yeah, but that's true for like I, I would like to think for anybody. You know what I mean. But like, yeah, it's not always nostalgia because if you go back and watch something, and some things hold up, they some don't things don't. Up. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> some, some things definitely. I'm just saying, most cartoons from the '80s are pieces of shit. Yeah, <laughs> dog shit. Yeah. I can't wait for someone to just come at me, you know. bro. Yeah, <laughs> come at me. I noticed uh, something that's going on in the comic book universe too. They're like playing on people's nostalgia and like making them like these like franchises for adults. Um, for a while, I'm not going to get into the story. I, I think I told the story already three times on the podcast, but <laughs> a year ago, like I used to just like go to the silver snail, like the comic book store right. yeah, and just yeah, go yeah, for yeah, a yeah. coffee. I wouldn't buy any comics. Then I started getting issue ones of a bunch. And then I, I had like way too many series going on and I had to cut myself off like, uh, just like, like somebody a, with like a problem, an, like, like an, an addict. addict. Yeah. Culture, yeah. Culture. But one I picked up was, uh, it was just called masters of the universe. No, it was he man. In Thundercats, but it was nice. all like gory and brutal, and like wow. it was just like a eight uh, book series, and like I remember just like seeing it on the shelf, and I picked it up because like they played like so much into my demographic of growing up. This yeah. I'm gonna pick it up. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be hokey or whatever. I open it up, and then there's fucking He Man, and like the bad guy from Thundercats had He-Man's sword and it's just like impaled like right through him and there's like just blood everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm getting every edition of this. <laughs> I, have <the> <laughs> yeah, I have the power now. <laughs> and it was just like, it was like eight issues of just like this gory fight with like subjective themes and like, <laughs> so they kind of like took like what we love as a child and then made it like for adults, which yeah, I yeah. thought yeah, was pretty sounds... crazy and uh, yeah. Yeah, cool, a couple of years ago they did that with like a fake Power Rangers movie trailer too. Mm, yeah. I don't know if you with guys remember the, that. Um, James Vanderbeek. Uh, yeah, yeah, and there's a battle rapper named Madness in it oh, too right. from uh, <laughs> Florida. He was like bulk and skull, but he was like a gangster. He had like a gun and shit. <laughs> and then they they like got sued by like the real like oh, uh, really? Power Rangers. They that's did. why yeah you can't find it online anymore. Wow. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. I I remember liking that. Yeah, I only saw it the one time, but I remember being like, "Oh, this is cool." And yeah, you know, and that's also like, it sounds so weird now that like, it's just like, "Oh, why are we getting all these reboots and stuff like that?" It's just like, "Oh, because of like nostalgia and stuff like that." And it's just like, but back in the '80s and the '70s, did they have reboots of their cartoon shows? I don't think they. Did correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, but I maybe think, like the odd Mickey Mouse or well, some yeah, shit like that. Yeah, but that was that. something that has always continued. Same mm-hmm. with Lo- Looney Tunes, kind of. Yeah, but also like, I think it must have just been like a marketing thing. It must have just been like, um, you know, McDonald's. Hey, let's put the toy in. Let's put the toy in the cereal boxes, and then it was just like really powerful to just be like, oh, if you market to kids, they, yeah. you know, I mean, of course they they must. I mean, 
Ever since like Sears was around, they had like toys in the catalog. Wow, yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. There's like <laughs> some kids like listening to this right now don't even know what we're talking about Sears catalogs, but it's yeah. before like uh, this is catalog. the wish book. This is before the internet. Like you would get an actual yeah. book and just look through all the toys yeah, and all. Oh, it was always get nothing. No, yeah, <laughs> it was like porn for eight year olds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, if you went to like the bra section, that was like porn. Yeah, yeah. Like, once, that's all we once had. Those first boners were popping. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Were yeah. Off to it's like I want the tetanodrome. <laughs> <laughs> I want creepy crawlers. Uh, oh, yeah. And I had creepy crawlers. It was great. But then I think my sister like. Used it once and it set on fire. Or something Jesus like that. Christ! <laughs> was that, that like uh, the Easy Bake Oven for boys? That's what yeah, it okay. Was. I That's remember. Right. Oh That's yeah, it's crazy. That's right. And oh my God, what was the light bulb for the Easy Bake Oven? Probably for creepy crawlers as well. Yes, was one of those old fashioned light bulbs that got like really hot. Like, of course, it was well, that's way how they, smaller. That's how it got cooked. Yeah. And, and r- really, with a light bulb. Yeah. yeah, yeah, to, to backtrack the, the, for, like, some viewers, too, uh, or, like, I mean, not viewers, you can't see this shit, uh, for listeners. some listeners, like, uh, there was this thing, like, called the Easy Bake Oven, and you would put ingredients in it, right. and it would get cooked by a light bulb, it's yeah, like I a kid's it kitchen. Yeah, it was cooked by the light bulb. Yeah, it was. It was like, well, well, I, I thought that maybe it was, like, a toaster or something, yeah. and you just, like. It was just radiation. Had- it was like like what is kids radiation? Isn't it like weird cooking something with a light bulb too? Like, like my, these my are point, really small things. Right? But yeah. my point is that they discontinued that light bulb. You know how like the light bulbs now they have like that twirly, twisty, and they're more energy efficient. Ah, stuff yeah, like that. yeah. And they didn't make them in that small. That's why there's no more easy bake ovens. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because those things are super dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah exactly. Um. But yeah, and also just like, well, whatever. Uh. Yeah. It's it's. Toys, toys used to have some. You used to play a little dangerously with toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I liked about slingshots. Those were always uh, fun. Yeah, no, I, I really think that uh, the '90s were a magical time. Yes, and that plays into our. Yeah, because <laughs> we are grown children. No, we uh, are not men. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No, we are not. We are not men. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. like, like, but yeah, it actually has been like a huge like when. We're writing like a lot of that stuff will come up. I mean, nerd culture like it it works in our favor. I mean, I as much as I can and I I do complain about like oh my god the reboots and no no no. But at the same time, I'm you're still there in the theater. You got your ticket. I'm curious, you know, and stuff like that. It's just like like you mentioned Gargoyles. Like I'm surprised they haven't rebooted that. Mm -hmm. You know, and like the new Ninja Turtles movies. I saw both of those. Like of course I had to. I had to. You know what I mean? Didn't see the Power Rangers movie. Didn't make it. Didn't. No, I didn't see that one either because it really did look shitty. If it was on Netflix, I would. I I heard it it was okay. Really? Yeah, I heard it. I actually heard it was like okay. I heard like reviews were just fucking terrible for people. But (laughs) you know what? I'm still probably gonna watch it. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll probably I'll probably check it out. But the like when that's something that like writing sketches sometimes we have to ask ourselves questions like is this just going to be funny for us or is it going to be funny for other people yes right. and that's and a tricky one yeah it's kind of like a band like jamming out on stage where it's like sometimes it is fucking awesome to watch them play for like 16 minutes for like sixty minute song or something like that, but sometimes you're kind of like, seems like they're having fun, and we're kind of like looking at our watches. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you like, never want to do you, that, you yeah, know. There's I, like a push and pull with the audience. You yeah, need to do. yeah, exactly. like, and, and then like length, of course, is another big thing, especially when you're making videos and putting them on YouTube. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we have big one time. that is six minutes, but it's like more of like a short. Yeah, than it is like a sketch, and we like we knew it was long, but we're like, eh, we'll throw it on there. You know, like the sketch was long to begin with, but yeah. whatever. But and, like. You know, our attention spans and mine definitely included. It's like it's it's short. It's like when someone shows you like it. It, it doesn't matter what the title is. It could be like, you know, footage of your parents being murdered or something like that. It'd be like five minutes. Fuck that. It's like, it's like, yeah. it's like if it's more than three, like yeah. it's just like there's a sign. Uh, it's it. like the meaning of life. Four and a half minutes. Eh, I don't know about that extra minute. And yeah, a half. exactly. It's yeah, yeah. I gots to get the bus. I feel like, but once you build the brand too, like it's like five minutes is a lot to ask for for somebody you don't doesn't know you okay, but then exactly like yeah, absolutely. absolutely i'll like absolutely. uh click on like a uh, youtube of 
for example, like Joe Rogan's podcast, right. and people be com- complaining, this is only two and a half hours. You went three <laughs> hours yesterday. <laughs> you fucking ripped me off with yeah. my free su- YouTube That's subscription. Right. Like, and if you're enjoying it, it flies by. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So you once people get invested into whatever exactly. your brand or whatever they that's what we're trying to do yeah, just yeah, get yeah. <laughs> trying to get people into the brand of patty and rap oh yeah i mean just yeah just want people to see our shit and enjoy it and it's yeah. awesome too like i saw you guys do though like a music night too and yeah. uh this kind of goes back to like what you were talking about with like your work ethic and you were talking a lot about like writing sketches but people they don't they might not know that you also do songs, so like, it's even crazier getting like, uh, like just all the chords down and layers yeah. of like lyrics and yeah. But it's also, it might even be more fun. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? I really, really like it because, of course, we're, I mean, like well, we played in a garage band. We've always been passionate about music and yeah, passionate we're, about. We're, we're both like yeah. That's where it started. That's like the roots of it, right? Yeah, yeah. like yeah. We, I, I mean, it, I, all, it kind of like all syncs together, really. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you were, uh, I feel like, say, years ago, we took another direction and we said, hey, you know what, let's let's uh, be in a band, like a serious band, and do that. We would probably be like feel restricted because we couldn't be funny. And now that like, and then yeah. it's just like if you're being like funny all the time, and like that's 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 fun too. But then you're like, oh, but I really like writing music, and so it's just like to put those together, you know. As long as you can f- uh, fulfill that uh, desire, like that that need to get all that stuff out. That's yeah, all yeah. it is. Which is like I have to be on stage even if I'm having a bad set because I have to just get that stuff out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. like uh, you know the, the the alternative is what? Just not doing it? Like that's come on. Yeah, yeah like, fuck uh, that. Yeah. People at home, <laughs> follow your dreams. Don't be lazy. <laughs> yes. Get up on even that stage. I am lazy, but I'm trying not yeah. to be more and more. Get up on that stage and just Shit your pants. Yeah. <laughs> Get those butterflies. Get those butterflies and sh- <laughs> shit your bricks. <laughs> well, it's like I meet, I'm sure like we can all relate to like, I meet funny people all the time. I know so many like fucking hilarious people who are not performers. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like you could fucking, like you're, like you're so funny. And they're like, oh yeah, like thanks. And I'm just like, yeah. Like you, <laughs> yeah. like, do you, do you know what I would give to be like that witty like as like just in like, conversation, yeah, like, like, like people the people who, you work with. Yes, exactly. Like, the people who never laugh at their own jokes. I always laugh at my own shit. I'm like, ah, right, everyone. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, come on, dude. Like, yeah, I'm the same on. way. Yeah. yeah, and like this some like deadpan like serious person you meet like exactly. on a construction site. You're like, you don't know how good your yeah. delivery is. If you can like learn how to like just adapt on stage and like do that to it audience of people yeah or even fucking murder yeah to somebody and just get credit for it i mean that would be amazing when you when someone can genuinely make you laugh it's such a special thing Mm -hmm. like like i can't i have a fake laugh that i'm just like "Ah, ah, 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 ah." (laughs) and like you're just like it it hurts you (laughs) 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 um but it's just like it's like a it, it is just like uh it's not fun like when I'm just placating somebody, but if someone actually tickles your funny bone, like it really gets you in the gut, like it's such a special thing. And then when they're just like, "Oh no, I'll never," I'm just like, "Why not? That's why not go for it." You know what I mean? And the worst thing that can happen is you fail. But like life is just a lot of fails. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And <laughs> that's why people like watching fail videos. We relate, and <laughs> it's you know whatever it is. Like we, it's it is. It, I would rather go up and bomb harder than anyone has ever bombed than not do anything at yeah. all. Yeah. I always say too like sometimes the best lesson is a really good mistake. Yeah. Like especially my experience doing stand up it's like you bomb hard you're like, it's like okay I'm not doing that thing I just did again yeah. <laughs> ever. <laughs> you definitely learn more from failure than you Yeah, yeah. It's, and that's like such a weird thing about like putting yourself out there as an artist whether you're like a fucking painter or yeah. musician or yeah. whatever like everything's not perfect and, and yeah. sometimes people just see the final product when you become like popular or whatever but they don't right. see the little road of you like going to like a bar in front yeah. of like five people yeah. and doing like the totally. set I know. And, absolutely and, and it's, it's crazy it's weird because people as we know they love to judge 
and they can't help but judge. Yeah. And like I, I find myself doing that too, which I hate because I'm like, who am I to, you know, like a, a performer, you know what I mean? Someone putting like their their heart their heart out on the stage for you, and you're just kind of like, mm, yeah, I don't like that. It's easy to criticize people, you know, and and stuff like that. But um, yeah, when you talk about like where people started, like. Oh man! Like yeah, of it course. does. Do you sometimes like think of back then? You just start like cringing and hurting. And well, well, what I think of is when I think of like famous people and I see like a, yeah. a biopic or I read their book. Yeah, or something, yeah. And I'm like, I want to hear. My, my, I love the the beginning. I mean, like of course their childhood, blah blah blah, and like that's I'm sure interesting. And then when they get to the part where it's just like, yeah, like when you were starving and like when you were poor and like all that stuff i'm like because <laughs> i'm like hey that's where 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 we're at right now <laughs> not that we're i mean like starving i mean we have jobs but like we're starving for stage time and we're mm-hmm. starving for attention i mean that's really what we're doing we want recognition please come and see us yes <laughs> please we do shows live. on the 26th and the 29th this coming month. down we're uh, headlining one of those shows. Yeah, that's right. In comedy Toronto. mixtape. Comedy mixtape. Twenty minutes of us doing music. Yeah, oh, that's, that's right. gonna be sick. I think. I think I saw you guys do like ten minutes or so, or yeah. like you did yeah, like roughly. about four songs or so. Yeah, 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 yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah that like the, the whole was funny too. Like, Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> we just recorded one of those songs. Yes, actually. with Logan from uh, St. Andrews. That's we had right, St. Andrews right. in here. That's right. We kill it. Yeah, yeah. We he was. Fucking phenomenal! Actually, it was yeah. so great. He's very meticulous in a good way. Like when oh, he's recording, and it's great. I don't know if you heard their latest record, though. Like, no, we act. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chance. send you a song. It's just like, how the fuck aren't you guys on the radio? Like, just like with the catchiness, like. I think maybe like if you watched their set that one night, it was like such a party atmosphere, and like half the band was hammered. Like yeah. it doesn't do like any justice. No, but, no. and I'm sure they know that too. They were just like fucking so sloppy. Yeah. But like when you uh, like listen to the album, and I've seen them do like like shows when they're just like on point. It's like wow, like this is something special going on around here. And, like, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of cool shit going on. <laughs> like, I know. I every love day it. you discover more. It's yeah. Just like, how do I like you know absorb all of this? And, and the Toronto comedy scene is stacked. Like, oh yeah. There's a lot of like you you go out and, and just like get blown away. Like some some of the local theaters like uh, I mean mm-hmm. there's Second City and Yuck Yucks yeah but there's also like Comedy Bar and Bad Dog Theater. Those are Great, and then just like places. so many holes in the wall. Yeah. yeah, like I'm not saying that to to bash them. I'm saying it because like it is like at, at a bar and they have like an open mic and like yeah, it's an open mic. Of course, you're gonna see some people who you know all over the place, but you can go there and see like pros like trying out new stuff and it's like oh my god. I'm I'm a big laugher. Like I will laugh the loudest like in the crowd and stuff like that, which is like. I, you know, I you shouldn't be afraid to laugh. Yeah, no, yeah. But it does, like, in a weird way, like, draw attention where I'm kind of, you know, like, I'm happy to be like, hey, bring that guy to my show. It's not like yeah, that. Yeah, oh, that's you awesome, know? though. But, like, I, I love I'm, that. I'm one. the same style, too, because do you think it's because you perform comedy as well and you kind of, like, see little nuances they're doing? Yeah, and, okay, yeah, I yeah. think so. I, I think that's why. I mean, I also have the same experience when I see that when I go to the movies where sometimes everybody will laugh at something and I don't laugh. And yeah. then I'll laugh. Really loud at something, <laughs> thinking like, "Oh, that was a funny part. Why didn't anyone else laugh?" Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, <laughs> like a like, little like tagline yeah. or something. I, yeah. I, I, I feel like uh, it, it. It's also like I hate cold rooms when like no one's laughing, mm-hmm. and, and that's when I'm laughing the most sometimes. <laughs> Is it an uncomfortable type? No, of laugh it's or? like sometimes when a comedian bombs and no one laughs, it's hilarious. Yeah, no, it's funny. Okay, yeah. that yeah, that that totally. Of course. Yeah, I remember one time. I, I don't know why I remember this one so spe- specifically. I was in Halifax, um, and this guy, you know, again, I, won't, I don't even know his name, but he had, like, the the guy, the host who introduced him, really hyped him up, and, you know, he, he came on and, and did his set, and it was very weird, and it was kind of odd to tell, like, oh, is he doing bad comedy on purpose? Like, is that the bit? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because he wasn't making people laugh, and one of his jokes was, like, one of his jokes was like, hey, "Hey, you ever go to like Shoppers Drug Mart and uh, you're looking at the pictures of the girls uh, on the magazines?" I'm just like, "Yeah, 
I totally want to fuck those chicks. <laughs> and, that, and, that was and, and nobody laughed, but I lost my mind because <laughs> nobody was laughing. And I'm like, yeah. and he thought I was laughing like with him, like at yeah, the yeah. joke. And he pointed at me, he was like, this guy gets it. And I was like, no. And <laughs> and he's like, don't single me up, man. Like, no, no, you suck. Oh, <laughs> like, don't, don't get me wrong. No, feel the silence. This laugh is not for you. <laughs> but it's like, again, like to, when you talk about you doing your stand up, I mean, it's like, Take a laugh, you can get it. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that, was, that, was, that was the other thing when I did stand up. I, I would have died at that. I got, <laughs> that was the thing when I did stand up. I got more laughs in the in betweens of my jokes where I was trying to apologize or or like or like try to like explain what happened. Uh, and, and saying to the audience, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna stand up. <laughs> you to, like, okay, so I was this the other day. You know, like, you see—I mean, you see a like, ton of improv shows yeah. a- here in Toronto. And what's like the rule with improv is okay, don't break character and always say yes. And yeah. like, that's the rules, and that's why it, it's—you know—it it works in, in that way. And I was just thinking about like, what if a guy just totally like caved, like just panicking, just be like, "I'm sorry, I'm not good at improv." Just like, just like yes and their way out of that guys that would be a sick skit yeah like like you have like something that looks like just like a classic improv style skit and then the guy starts freaking out in yeah. the middle of it we, yeah. we've uh we've, we've toyed like, uh, like it's, it's like it's like antithetical comedy or, or, or meta comedy where it's just yeah. like oh uh uh we're making fun of how we're not funny and we do that sometimes but yeah it's, yeah it's always like a tightrope walk because well, we make fun of how we're losers the yeah. most of the time. we're not actually losers we're just we play characters <laughs> who are identical to our own characters <laughs> but we're not actual losers no um, no a lot of the sketches the characters names are patty and rob <laughs> but um no but i've seen i've seen improv sket- sets too and, and when an improv set isn't working as opposed to just hearing jokes, it's like watching a bad. It's like it's like having a bad dream or something. Like or watching a bad play, maybe a bad play. But not. It's it's beyond that. I've seen stuff that's just like if it was done with a bit more seriousness, it would be like an art installation. It's like it's like <laughs> oh, these people yeah, are just yeah, like, yeah. where are we? We are in a farm. The farm is hot, and you're just like. What am I watching? Like this yeah. is very weird and not funny. But yeah, interesting. it's like you're, and that's you, probably why. I don't know, probably why we don't do it so much because we're there's other people who are so much better at it. Yeah. You know, and we're just like, well, let's just write it and we'll, we'll do it. Do you feel it's like right when you guys just kind of like just do your thing together instead of like trying to branch out and grab all these other people? Like, does it feel uh, good? Like, yeah. Like I mean, more I think, natural? Like, yeah, I think so. And also, again, it like takes pressure and, and work away from anyone else, you know? If, mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of like, well, let's just do our own thing and so we kind of you know we do think very much alike so it's just like and we've been joking around for over 15 years so it's kind of like i really think that like i would love to take one of those like those brain scanner things that like they, they actually like paint the picture of what you're thinking you know have you seen these things yeah yeah. it's yeah. like i want to like take that and see if we actually like m- mention something and see if it's like the actual same <laughs> yeah yeah something. yeah sometimes we, we yeah we're, we're on the same wavelength but the irony about uh, improv is when we're writing, like, because I used to be really meticulous about um, writing. I'd, I'd sit down, I'd write the sketch out, and I'd be like, okay, these are the lines. But now we have this, like, big whiteboard, and we just write down premises. So, like, what the sketch is. And then what we'll do is we'll just kind of get up with a guitar in our hands or just, like, us riffing, and we'll just improv. So we, we, our writing process is improving. We just kind of do it with ourselves. Like it's it's it like the second city model is they improv for an audience and then they take their best improv and then turn it into sketches. We just kind of like improv in, around each other and just like okay, well let's and then we practice and we practice and we practice. And if it's really meticulous, like if there is, for instance, if it's a song, Rob will usually write out the lyrics. If it's like a sketch with very specific, like we have to get from point A to point B to point C, we'll write out like an outline. But if it's like loose, we'll just practice and practice and practice until we have like a general idea and then we're on stage that's when it solidifies just make bullet points and then you just go from there probably just like a lot of stand-ups where it's kind of like i know some stand-ups i mean it depends like if you're doing like an essay 
like something like mm. that. Yeah, you you write it out, you know, and memorize it. But like, it seems like a lot of stand-ups. I There's a looseness anyways, to it, I guess. Yes, yeah. and also like if you say a phrase in your head or something like that, you say it over because you're thinking about it all the time. You say it over and over and over and over. It's just like you you memorized it without even really wanting to. Like you memorized it because you were just thinking about, oh, that would be such a funny bit if I said it like this. And then when you perform, you probably say it just like that. And all you have to do is put one word on that piece of paper or something like that's that. That's so true. That's yeah. kind of like, uh, I don't want to bring it back to me, but that's kind of like how when I go the rare time to do a show, it's just like, it almost looks like a set list for a band, right, like just yeah. song yeah. titles, but it's really like fucked up shit. It's yeah, just like yeah, penguin yeah. fucking and like <laughs> <laughs> random. <laughs> that could be a song. Yeah. <laughs> and if somebody like found like one of these notebooks, they'd be like, oh, what the fuck? Like they put me in jail. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I just saw like I because I took my notepad to a meeting the other day, and I was like looking at it, and there was like a set list on it. Mm -hmm. I think it was the one from the show at that house party. Ah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, there was like you know the titles of the sketches, and it was like a circle around them, and I was just like, okay, yeah, that's what that is. And I was like, what's this at the bottom? And it said M K and a dash, and it said fisting. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is that? Was that your Mortal Kombat song? Yeah, Mortal okay. Kombat. And, and it was, was like, the fisting to remind yourself to punch? Or? Yeah, yeah. Like, to, to, to like actually do a fisting motion like during the... the when somebody reads that, is like, yeah. what's <laughs> MK fisting? Yeah. It's Mortal Kombat. Should, should I porn <laughs> search this? <laughs> super hard to do. Yeah, Mortal Kombat fisting. Yeah. Fatality. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus. Uh, but, Are your parents listening? Yeah. <laughs> Like, God, Mom. God, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. It's uh, it's it's been it's been fun, and we, we, this whole new, new new musical thing is it's been that's not new, but it's definitely more prevalent now. Like we yeah. we take an acoustic guitar is usually like a major major focus, and uh, and stuff like that. Like we did an hour. We were at the Atlantic Fringe last year, and we did roughly an hour, and we had I think two we had two songs and a couple of sketches that had music in it wow and now it's like that's becoming more and more our thing and it's and it's pretty great actually I, i'm enjoying it a yeah lot. yeah me too for uh, sure. and yeah like we're, i think we're doing a music festival next month and well yeah cory birch's he got he calls it lilith fair which is like i don't know how he got well i mean <laughs> well, there's a comedy music festival in toronto yeah. we're doing that there's a couple dates there's uh, July 29th, and then there's another one on August 3rd. And last year it was at the um, the Social, Social Capital, Capital Theater. I don't know if it will be there again. I just don't know yet, but we'll see. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even like uh, keep us posted with like the dates and stuff. Like oh, I'll yeah, send yeah, it to the Girth sure. people. They love like promoting like everybody who's been Amazing, on my show, right? and they're cool yeah, with that. Please, and, please like, do. Please yeah, do. yeah. It's that'd be, uh, that'd be it's cool to see you guys doing your thing too. Uh-huh. Like in even I, I'm happy like you guys opened that one show too because I was I didn't know there was going to be a comedy thing, and uh, a lot there, of people don't know that. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just have. seemed like oh, a music night. I know Joe Cash and St. Andrews. Yeah, so I went, yeah. oh, I'll come out and like support, and then uh, this is openers, you two, Patty and Rob, <laughs> and like one, you're playing uh, the Mortal Kombat techno beat on your acoustic guitar, and you're like punching. I'm like, yo. This is my shit right here. I'm, <laughs> I don't know what this is, but I'm glad it's happening. That's, that's, we're going to put that on our next poster. I don't know what this is, but I'm glad it's happening. Review. It's like the New York Times says. We're heading to Halifax in the fall to do the Atlantic Fringe again. And yeah, we're, we'll, we're going to put all kinds of crazy shit on our posters. So. That's I, yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, like, yeah, keep yeah. doing your shit and like... You're like one of those acts where I just feel like more people just need to see you. So, like, I know you guys are kind of like traveling around, but keep that up. Like, you never know what's going to happen. And yeah, for like, sure. Well, that's the plan. I'm happy that's you guys are recording music too, because like, yeah, it's man. like yeah, you got no. that rock talent, and it's just more. <laughs> well, keep the momentum going, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you so Thanks much. so much for having us. Here. Yeah, yeah. Anything yeah. else you guys want to say before we close this out and drink another beer and you know, get uh, some food? Or? I guess uh, let's just remind oh, people. Check out the Defiant ones on HBO. Oh. <laughs> As if HBO needs promotion. Really yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's promote the God. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. Uh, no, so just just a reminder, we're, we're, we got two shows coming up at the end of the month. Yeah. Uh, the 20... Uh, July 26th, Comedy Mixtape. July 29th, um, the comedy, comedy Music Festival. And then, again, August 3rd is another day where they're doing the Comedy Music and, Festival. And uh, we're, we're on... Lilith Fair. We're on... Lilith Fair. There's a lot of, of like, vegan lesbians. Yeah. yeah, and we're on uh, Facebook, Patty and Rob. And YouTube, yeah, And YouTube, if you want to check us out there. And... Uh, Social media, and I promise I will be more active on our Instagram account. Patty and Rob, find us there. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's about it. Fuck yeah, thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank you, man. All right, cheers. Thanks for listening, everybody. That was Patty and Rob. Like I said at the beginning of the show, they are headlining a show July 26th, the comedy mixtape. That is Wednesday. If this episode drops when I think it is, that is tomorrow, Comedy Bar, 7.45 p.m. Also, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, I'm going to give you my review on my first visit to the dispensary. So yeah, first time there, I just blindly got a couple things. I got a sativa and an indica, not knowing anything. I just picked them because they had cool names. The indica was the Dark Knight, and the sativa was the Moby Dick. So I kind of collided them together, and um, what I did was I bought a pack of Backwoods like a pro and I only know this from hanging out with rappers like <laughs> I can't I just I just did that because it looks cool so uh so I rolled a blunt actually that's that's a lie it wasn't a full blunt uh I knew I wasn't gonna be able to handle smoking the whole thing so <laughs> I chopped the paper in half and I made like a little half blunt for myself that I smoked mixing up the two I call it the bat dick And you know what? I had a very good experience. I know sometimes, like, even, like, the reason why I don't smoke often is once in a while, weed gives me a bit of a panic attack. With this one, I felt both relaxed and I wanted to get things done. So I hit the playback button for this episode, and usually I'll sit around and listen to the whole thing. But uh, I was getting antsy and not liking to hear my own voice, and I just started cleaning my house. So I didn't listen to the whole thing again, but I'm sure it was fine, right guys? And growing up, they would always tell me, oh, you shouldn't do drugs. It'll make you lazy. It'll ruin your life. I'm not even fucking kidding you. I just had one of the most productive afternoons of my life. So kids, if you want to be as cool as me, you go into your local dispensary and ask him for that bat dick. Today, I clean the kitchen. I clean the bathroom. I folded some laundry. I did the dishes. I wrote a rap song. Sitting on a couch with your main bitch Drung out like a fender on that bat dick Bat dick Bat 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 dick Bat dick Bat bat dick And yeah, so Like I was saying It was a very good experience But um And even though it was awesome I'm probably not gonna be like doing this every day i'm gonna take it with moderation but it's cool to know i can just like walk into there and buy it like a fucking bag of chips it's pretty interesting it feels relaxing plus uh it seemed like the quality was good there wasn't any like weird shit going on it wasn't dry it seemed fresh it wasn't that no frills weed you know it was like you go to kensington market the freshly grown stuff Anyways, I'm going to stop rambling. Thanks again for listening to the show. And um, like always, you can subscribe to this on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or catch us at the home base at girthradio.com. And right now, we're going to send you off with a song. This is from my boy, Dan Siri. He also made the intro music to my show. I noticed on... um, his Spotify a couple weeks ago he posted this which is a cover from Cake and it blew me away fucking talented guy I know he's writing some music 
keep you posted on that. But right now, have a slice of cake, and I'll see you next week. From the center of the earth, girth. On the phone, long, long distance, always through such strong resistance. First, you say you're too busy. I wonder if you even miss me. Why can't you get closer now?